Good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I am your co-host, Adrian. <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Austin. Wow. We should just quit intros or something, because we can't make it through it. What happened this time? Uh, I was just thinking about something I said before we started this, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just can't get it out of my head. Honestly... I didn't even know if you said that I was doing the intro or if you were doing the intro until I paused for 30 seconds, or like two seconds, and realized you weren't starting, so it meant that I oh, was Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> that's my bad. It worked out. You probably had told me, I just was confused. I did. So yeah, anything interesting happened in your week this week, Austin? Well, through a grueling process of trial and error, I have now discovered that my oven runs about 60 degrees warmer than it says it does. So that's been that interesting. Seems bad. I have eaten a lot of pizza with burned bottoms uh, and a lot of bread with burned on the bottom. So they, Are you making bread? No, I just go to Aldi and they have like mostly ready bread. They just whoop, pull it off the shelf and pop it in the oven for... Mm -hmm. uh, 18 minutes at 375 degrees uh, but I've been putting it at 375 degrees and it turns out that's actually like 435 degrees mm -hmm. uh, so it's been leading to a lot of burned bread same with pizza that I also get at all these and just whoop pop it Stick into it the, in oven. the oven yeah that's rough yeah but you've so, now figured it out yeah so the pizza I just had earlier um, was almost entirely not burned, and that was at 50 degrees lower than it's supposed to be. So I'm like, ah, I see you. 60 degrees lower than it's supposed to be. So I mean, it could be 70 or 65. It could be, but I'm 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 extrapolating. Okay, okay. Because I've been slowly working my way down. Is is it from, a linear regression or? I don't know. I haven't plotted it. Okay. And also, it's hard to like the the dependent variable is. The independent variable is very easy to track, but the dependent yeah. variable is not easy to track. Fair. You Unless I actually had a thermometer. Yeah, I was going to say you need an external thermometer. Uh, but then I'd have to buy one, um, and I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. You know what you could do? This what? involves buying a thermometer, but you could get one of those, <laughs> those um, laser infrared ones. Thermometers? Uh-huh. Yeah, well... Bad news bears, though. Uh, if it's infrared, I have a, a, a glass window um, to my mm, oven. And that's right, if you know anything about infrared right, winter. Can't go through glass. Winter. So if I had a metal screen, uh, if, if the front of my oven was metal and it was UV, we'd be golden. But neither of those things are true. And I in, the event, in the event that... Well, no, never mind. That's not necessarily true. I was gonna say, in the event that your your oven had a metal door and it was a UV, then that would your, be bad your oven would probably cook reasons. at the right. Uh, then it would probably cook at the right temperature, but that's probably wrong, anyways. The opening the door would be terrible to my hands, mm -hmm. and having a UV gun is is a bad idea. Yeah, that's like. Uh, it's getting pretty Don't close give to gamma to radiation. It's not really, but <laughs> <laughs> it is the right direction. Um, I remember something from Earth Science in ninth grade. Also, I, I wanted to say this earlier, but your sweatshirt is just aggressively white. And it, it's, it's right? It's like off-putting. I just like bought it today. Bear. You can't tell, probably because the video screen is too bad, but yeah, it actually has I just has see it says university. Oh, okay. I can't tell that either. Uh -uh. I like Maybe. the Heather look. Can you t like? How about, can you oh, tell there? oh, yeah. That's much better. I've just okay. bought it today. Um, so I've been meaning to buy a crew neck sweatshirt for the University of New Hampshire for a few months now, um, and today somehow ended up being the day that it happened. Are their colors blue and white? Yeah. Okay. That makes uh, more sense. It's like blue and gray, maybe. Okay. I don't know. It, but today know, was it, the day. Today was the day. So I went and bought. I went to the one store, and 
I was the only person in the store and there was two people working there and they greeted me and I was like, this feels uncomfortable. I don't even want to just be here. I just want to leave. So I like literally did a lap in about 30 seconds of the store and then left. Nice. Um, and then I walked down the street um, to the next store and went in there. There was more people in there. And then I saw this sweatshirt and then I was like, I don't know if I want this sweatshirt. Sent some snaps to some people to get some feedback. Um, it was positive, so I bought it. Okay, well, don't listen to me then, apparently. Well, I think you... Through I think the video, video chat, yeah. I think, yeah. The video is doing a disservice to it. I mean, it's possible you wouldn't like it anyways. That is possible. Even if you saw it in real life, but that's okay. And then, and then I made the mistake... So I had determined... Has this ever happened to you? Maybe this is only me. I had determined that I wasn't going to go to the grocery store that's basically on campus. I was going to go to the one that's on my way home. Turns out something happened physically that did not men mentally, you know, check out. I ended up just driving to the place that's right on campus. And I find myself walking in and I'm like, I decided that I wasn't going to do this. Why am I doing this? And then, but then I ended up shopping there anyways, which took a lot longer. Um, so then the mistake was I decided to get one of those baskets. Oh, I love getting baskets. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I can't determine if I'm a basket man yet. Um, you look like you're a moron, but it, you've, gotta, <laughs> you've just got to deal with that and go baskets. You know what my favorite is, though? The mini carts. Oh, well, I don't live in fancy New England where we have many carts. It's either well, baskets, you, your arms, or a full cart. Well, no. You got to go for the mini carts. Anyway, baskets, let me tell you, looks less stupid than your arms. But I've done that before, too. All these? Uh, yeah. I've never me, done it at a grocery store. Usually at Walmart, I do the, the arm. Call the me that game. terrible version, or that, I don't know if it's terrible or not, but it looks terrible. We, the new one game. I have no idea what you're referring to. It's just called Arms. It's just called Arms? Yeah. <laughs> I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's called a Switch. The Split. That, no. <laughs> <laughs> you call it a Split? Yeah. <laughs> it's Switch. Oh my goodness, that's great. So then, so I walk into the store. And I get through the door, which turns out to only be a one-way door after I realize that I need to go back and get a basket. So I try to go back through this one-way door, and it doesn't open for me. Cause it's There's a motion sensor? Oh, wow. Yeah, That's I know. Savage. So I had to like look like an idiot, loop back around. But guess what? I saved somebody else being an idiot because the guy right before me did the exact same thing I did. I was like, here, you need a basket? He's like, yeah, I forgot to get one. I was like, same. Nice. I literally just did that 20 seconds ago. I'll save you from looking like an idiot. Um, and then I think I bought more turkey than the man at the counter had ever seen anyone <laughs> buy turkey ever. Like uh, sliced or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was just buying deli meat. Yeah. Like I normally do, but it, how much turkey I'm, did you buy? <laughs> it was just a pound and a half. Apparently, that was a lot of turkey. I don't That's know. not that much turkey. I didn't think so either, but it's like in a college. It's basically on campus, so the average you know, turkey a lot of weighs thirty college? pounds. What? The average like industrially raised turkey weighs thirty pounds. The turkeys that I almost hit on my way to work do not weigh thirty pounds. Right, their average is about fourteen pounds. That I believe them. I just watched so, a video about the rising weight of turkeys. Um, it was really interesting. That's the best thing you have to do with your time? It's not the best thing I have to do with my time, but it is a thing I have done with my time. I guess I can't really say anything. I've spent my time doing a lot worse things, probably. It's just like, hey, that's a video that exists. That seems mildly interesting. I'll watch it at triple speed. I'm bumping, I'm slowly bumping up my, my speed. I so, didn't even know you could get to triple speed. So that is the frustrating thing about the built-in speed modifier for YouTube. It mm -hmm. only goes up to two times speed. Right. Snooze, what if you want to listen to it at three times speed? You've got to get the, the plug-in. That plug-in's great. Just oh my hit goodness. D 30 times, and then you're at triple speed. 
Vroom, you vroom, have gone out and racing. found yourself like an extension to Chrome. Oh yeah. That allows you to triple speed YouTube videos. It allows me to any speed a YouTube video. It's awesome. Wow. Didn't would not have guessed that. Actually, no, it does max out at sixteen times speed. Have and you I hit know that this, ever? Yes. Because Hulu makes me watch ads like I'm a a, a you know, a plebe. Uh, so, once I hit those ads, bam, I hold down D until it hits 16, bam, I watch those 60 seconds of ads in 4 seconds, bam, I'm back to normal speed watching my show. It's like the good old days of when we recorded Survivor yeah. on VHS yeah. and, like, actually fast-forwarded through the commercials. Yep. Good times. So, y'all, if you want to watch Hulu without watching ads, get the plug-in. It's called... Video speed controller. Not a sponsor. Should be. <laughs> I'm a proud user of their product. I don't know if anything else happened this week because usually my mind is contained to just this day. Mm. I can reflect for a little bit if you have good. other things to chat about while um, I'm reflecting. I did other things this week, I'm sure. Um, but... They are also slipped my mind like rain well, off a duck's back. That's okay. Maybe we should just move on. Beautiful. I thought of a great Halloween costume. What was that? Okay. You wear all black. Yep. And you're Daredevil. That's already my Halloween costume. No. That was oh. not my Halloween costume. It's significantly worse than that. I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but you might not enjoy it. Okay. Um... You wear all black, and then you wear, like, a baklava or whatever it's called. It's not baklava, is it? That's, like, the... No, baklava is, like, Greek a dessert. Dessert. Yeah. Balaclava. That's the word I'm looking for. They're very similar, by the way. Okay. In so you words. look like a ninja, and then you tape a calendar to your chest and have just, like, two weeks marked on it. Oh, boo! <laughs> so boo. then you're ninja... From Fortnite. It's hilarious. Uh, People would think it's funny. Like the internet would be like, ha ha ha. But no. No one in real life. (laughs) I think it's pretty great. We need more puns. Uh, Maybe. Anyway. Adrian shockingly recommended a topic today, and like a good neighbor, I listened to the thing you sent me. That's good, because I only listened to most of it today, which I guess I may be acquitted from. You were there, though. Because I listened to it live, but that was like over two years ago now. I was shocked. So, I know. So basically... You said the other day in your text. Did I really? I thought so. I thought I didn't realize it was two years ago until I looked up the dates. Um, so we, I don't, I'm guessing Austin does. He does. We frequently watch um, Hank and John's Vlog Brother videos. If you're not familiar with that trend of ours already, yeah, catch up if you're not. Um, I don't really know what that means. Like, on, um, on the podcast. We've talked about it so many times at this point. Oh, I think most people listen to them in order. I don't know. That's not true. I know some people that jump around. Um, so welcome to those people that jump around. We listen to we Hank, listen and, to Hank John, and John. We listen to Hank and John. Yeah. <laughs> every day. Not every day, but no, maybe every day. Because they only release them every other day. That's true. Anyway, It's actually two times a week. It's not important. Um... Hank Hank frequently talks about... He also talks about a lot on their podcast. Well, not a lot, but sometimes on their podcast. Um, he frequently talks about climate change. And he had another long video this week about climate change. And then I actually watched the Hank's channel video where he talks about climate change, which usually I don't listen to. I also watched videos. that because you told me to. I didn't actually tell you to watch it. You implied it. It was implied. Um... So, which got me thinking again, because for most of my life, I haven't really thought about climate change. I haven't really been concerned about it. Um, 
but now since most of my well maybe that's an exaggeration but now that Hank and John influence my life a lot more than they did a year ago three years ago yeah everything up until a year ago it was less ago. it's less than a year yeah it, it is true actually it's probably <laughs> this only this is like months. the year anniversary of this podcast so no that's next week because it was well reformation day was our first one because remember we were talking about um mm, yeah social media reform oh, so yeah. it's coming up oh that was a that was a fun article yeah, it was a good one. Good one to start off the bat, officially. But anyways, I haven't really thought about climate change. I haven't really thought it was important and was pretty dismissive about it. Um, so I've been thinking about it more as Hank and John talk about it more. And then also it reminded me of a sermon that uh, my pastor preached, I found out, back in September of 2016, mm-hmm. which... Honestly, couldn't have been, like, had to have been one of the first sermons I actually listened to. Because I only moved up here in July. And then, like, so it would have been, like, maybe in the second month of me attending. So that was pretty cool. But anyways, it was one of the, he, he was preaching in a sermon about creation. And so he was basically. A series about creation. A series, yeah. And so the sermon that he was preaching on this particular day was about what is the how are Christians supposed to respond to um, basically caring for creation and like climate change, kind of indirectly. Then um, I remember listening to it, and I remember thinking afterwards, I was like, "Wow, this is like the greatest sermon I've ever heard on this in my entire life." Um, but yeah, then I was thinking about it again this week when when Hank put out that video and thought maybe we should talk about it and say like I don't for me my thoughts have changed on it. I don't know if my actions have really changed, but um, maybe we can get into that. Austin, what are just some of your thoughts uh, about climate change or just in general? Um, well. Probably something that pertains to this conversation. Okay. Uh, my my main thoughts about climate change are it seems bad. Um, mm-hmm. And that... Yeah, though, like, people have long said our recklessness now is dooming the rest of the Earth. But it, that seems, like, really true now. Um... And yeah, so I, I I don't know if I ever like changed my mind about climate change, but um, I, I don't I don't know if I was like politically aware enough before I was like, oh yeah, this seems to be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it seemed bad. And I think we should do things about it because I actually had a a long conversation about um, the space program uh, and Elon Musk with our parents when we were walking around Solomon's Island this summer. And Mm -hmm. and to me, I don't – I like the space program is fine, but like the the efforts to – um like terraform mars i think are are a waste of our resources and energies um because it seems to me the the earth is pretty good uh we mm-hmm. we've got it pretty good here in terms of things being alive currently the earth is the only place in the entire universe that we know has things living on it um so that that seems that seems like something we shouldn't be quick to throw away um and like yeah if if the survivability of the human race is like oh we need to escape earth to get to mars that uh, that seems like poor odds to me because Mm -hmm. um we can't survive on mars um very well uh 
and so I, I think we're it's a, a better use of our time to focus on the the goodness of earth because mm-hmm. like we've got a lot going for us on earth we could breathe uh, we don't freeze to death at night for the most part uh, we don't like die from heat for the most part uh, like things are pretty good here mm-hmm. and they don't seem good elsewhere so why would we but like why would we be reckless about the only place that we can survive seemingly as a species right right and like another thought that I had is like um, I think I forget what John said he's or Hank rather he said some number about... He kept talking... I think it was in the Hank's channel video. He kept talking about, like, a number of, like, what it would cost to, like, do something about where we are now. And, and if I'm remembering correctly, that number didn't really seem that large to me. Like, um, in terms of money? Yeah. It was, like, in the trillions. Right, but, like... This is maybe a different topic. I have but no like, idea what that kind of money means. But I mean, think about the amount of money that is in like. I guess Amazon just is sports. worth a trillion dollars. So, like the, the one company right. is worth a trillion dollars. So. I mean, I understand a trillion dollars is a lot of money. But I also realize that there are just a lot of money that we spend on a lot of things that, like, probably aren't as important as our planet and, like, its survivability. Like, entertainment, for instance. Yeah. Um, I thought what Ian, Brother Ian, said about uh, Heaven was really interesting. And, mm-hmm. like... I think lots of people would disagree with him on that, but I I thought it was fine uh, um, that he's saying that heaven is the renewed earth, and it's not some place we escape to. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I that holds up with Revelation, like it's always the new Jerusalem descends descends like a bride right. um, to the new earth. So I guess it depends on how you interpret the word new. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think renewed makes more sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so do we want to kind of like go through the points that he was making or how do you want to kind of go from here? Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to ask some questions. Adrian, go for it. What do you, what, what do you, what should you do to prevent destroying the earth? Um, I don't know, because that's kind of a big task for just one person. Um, but I think, like, something that I think have been thinking about recently about that, kind of, is just thinking about it, I think, is a good step. Um, like, being more aware of, like, hey, like, my actions do kind of impact this. Um... So what can you do practically? I think like simple things of trying. I don't. I don't want to sound like too much of like a, a hippie when I say like recycle and like use Tupperware containers instead of plastic sandwich bags. I, if um, that's if that's your bar for being a hippie, you have a pretty low hippie bar. Okay, well, I, it seems pretty hippie to me, but maybe that's just because I have a low hippie bar. I don't, I don't know. But, like, those things aren't that difficult. Um, I had a brief thought when I was about thinking about getting a new car, about getting an electric car, and then I decided, nope, that doesn't. that's not quite going to work for me yet, but maybe someday. Um... I don't know. Am I answering your question? I feel I feel like I'm failing to answer your question. You you are answering some questions, but I, I decided to play the role of the just ask you a bunch of questions. Um, okay, great. So, um, whether or not you can answer them. So, can you ask the question again? What should you do to stop destroying the Earth? 
I'm phrasing it in a in a very leading way, by the way. Am I, so I'm supposed to. There's an answer that I'm supposed to be getting to. No, I'm just saying. Like, if this was a survey, that would be a very poor question. Yeah. No, I agree. It's very difficult to answer. Um, so yeah, I think just being mindful. I I think for me personally, just like thinking. So I guess the information I'm getting from John is that this is more real Hank. than I think. Or sorry, Hank. Is that it's more real than I have probably given it credit for. Um, and so I think in the past I have thought about it more passively and saying, oh, like, either A, it's not happening, or B, it's not really that big of a deal. I watched um, a, a shockingly candid video from John McCain the other day. And it was during it was in like 2007, and they were asking him like why people changed their position on climate change because it's it's really interesting actually. Everybody in 2006 is like climate change is a problem, and then by the time you hit 2015, uh, it's bifurcated uh, on partisan lines. Hmm. Um, but John McCain is like, yeah, it's just like it's it's big oil. It, 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 so I was like, "Wow, I'm glad John McCain is is still shooting straight with us here." Because uh, I'm thinking, like, like what's the point of of saying climate change isn't real? And then I'm like, "Oh, non-regulation, and we you can make a lot of money." Right. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Right. Like it 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 makes like short-sighted sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think the first thing, how do we stop the destruction of the earth, is being aware that it's happening, and then doing small, simple things that help that, and also like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, trying to do the little things that are gonna help in the end. Should you stop driving your car? No, I don't think so. Uh, me personally, I don't think so. I think maybe, like... So, in the event that I had, like, lived in a city and actually still had a car and didn't just take um, public transportation, I probably would have got an electric car because that seems more more usable because the places I'm driving are smaller distances. I guess in reality the places I drive now besides... 300 I, miles is pretty far. Yeah. But, so I personally think that I'm going to keep driving my car. I think one thing that I kind of... I don't remember if Ian talked about it in his sermon, but like the idea of being stewards of creation um, doesn't mean not using the resources you have it means just being in my this is what i'm my opinion it it doesn't mean just saying well because you have the parable of the guy who gets the talents and then just buries them right Mm -hmm. and then the guy comes back and he says why did you do that like you didn't do anything to me i would say like part of being a steward of the earth is to use the resources we have but not abuse it and end up destroying what was given to us so i don't think that means don't use oil don't use coal don't use these fossil fuels or whatever i think it means use them responsibly and then also make sure that you're figuring something out for the prolonging of the planet okay what do we do for that what do we do for that? Yep. The prolonging of the planet? Yeah. Um, so I think that that does mean, like, putting time and money into renewable energy sources. Um, and thinking about not just the money behind things, which drives almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it drives the reason why people aren't concerned about climate change. It drives reason why most people get solar panels is because it's cheaper for them. Um, so... Because they're subsidized. What? 
Mostly because they're subsidized. Right. But I think that, and maybe that's not the reason that all people get solar panels. I don't want to imply that. But I, I think that it comes to thinking not about the money. I think that that is the main issue here. Like corporately. Right, but also individually. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I. I think most people. Um, most people who deny climate change are personally not gaining anything from it. I was more thinking about people who personally decide to get solar panels on their house. Oh. Again, I don't want to imply that they're only doing that because it saves them money, but. Um, so one Seems thing like I was thinking about, something I was thinking about the other month, uh, am I, am I doing wrong by continuing to use fossil fuels? Like if, if I'm aware that my use of fossil fuels contributes to, uh, the, it, even if not like the destruction of the earth, like it makes life harder for future people. Mm-hmm. Um, is am I wrong in doing that? Mm. I think it's a difficult question. Maybe because I like cars, and the fact that I like driving my car. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you just strip that situation of all of its, like, specifics and just say, I'm doing something now that will be detrimental to people in the future, and I know that it will be detrimental to people in the future, should I stop doing that thing? If you strip it down of all of its specifics, the answer is probably going to be yes every time. Yeah, that's, so that's what I was concerned about. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, probably. So now what do I do? Because should I feel bad about that? Um, is is that probably. responsible? Is like, it responsible to strip things down to their like no basic is moral? It res- responsible for you to hinder your ability to do the things that you need to do now? Because you're concerned about probable harm to people in the future. Um, I mean, maybe? I don't know. I think it's a really difficult question. I don't know the answer to it. Do you have an answer to it? Like, uh, well, I mean, I haven't, I have not largely changed my lifestyle since between now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, So, practically, the answer for me is like, no or yes but with a guilty conscience um but it's like i could walk to campus it would take me like a half an hour um but i could do it well i'd have to buy a bike though and i'm not about to buy a thermometer so um (laughs) in this world where you are concerned about driving your car you could probably buy a bike um it, yeah like i yeah um so it's like it's me riding a bike should i do that to assuage my conscience basically because i don't think it would change much your conscience would change much? No, or... my conscience would. I would feel uh, like I would feel superior for doing it. Mm. Um, but I like right. Uh, Hank was talking about like the amount of sea level rise we've already signed up for because the temperature is like one degree Celsius higher than it was before industrial times. Mm-hmm. So, like that that like foot rise of sea level that we've already signed up for it's going to cause a lot of problems um so where was i going with this oh yeah that's definitely not going to change no matter what i do right now um and me just riding my bike likely isn't going to change much 
Um, so should I do that just to feel better about myself? Um, maybe. I I think that it, it it's probably. Or is that just like a self-defeating mind frame, like saying that my vote doesn't count, and everyone says their vote doesn't count, so thirty percent of people vote. Right. I I do feel like that's that that's part of the case, but I also feel like there are. I, that, the problem with what I'm about to say is that I can't think of any examples, but there are better things to do with our time and energy than worry about us driving our cars. Okay, what would it be? Remember what I said before I said that statement? Is nope. that I don't... <laughs> before I said that, I said the problem with what I'm about to say is I don't have any examples. Oh, no, anyways. I... I blew, That's okay. blew over that. But I don't know. I mean... I feel like I I don't know. I feel like there's gotta be things that we can do, and if there's not things that we should do, there why why not? Like why are there not like why do I not know about organizations that are trying to do different things that are stopping climate change? Like why don't we know about these things? Like mm-hmm. that was another thing that I was thinking about in in Hank's video is like. Okay, great. Who's doing stuff? Who who are doing these things? How can I get on board? Do I need to like join some team that's working on new renewable energies? Like, is that what I should be doing with my life? Like, or are there like organizations that I can be like donating money to, or like what? Like, it doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't... there are organizations that you could be donating to. Right, but like, why don't we hear about these things? Like, why doesn't anybody know about these things? Like, we know somewhat about renewable energy, but like, other than naming them, do we know anything about them? Right, I don't know any companies that make solar panels or wind turbines. You know what's pretty crazy? What? 99% of all energy in Iceland is renewable. Huh. It does Found help when you're on a volcano. Yeah, they have a ton of geothermal energy. And um, that's, yeah, it's helpful. Uh, yeah, Norway and Sweden and Finland are also very high renewable, but they're able to subsidize that by selling oil to the rest of the world. So, yeah, interesting. But, yeah, okay. Let's do something, but we don't know how, and we don't know what, and we don't know if it'll make any difference. Right. I think I think that, and maybe it's just because I'm just, am new to being aware and caring more about climate change that I'm just kind of behind the, late to the boat on this one. But I don't know. Ah. I feel like there's, there's a lot of people talking about it, but not a lot of people saying, hey, this is what we can do other than recycle and yeah. take public transportation. Right. There was a uh, – I was reading a Slack chat on 538 about the latest report about how things seem worse than we thought they were going to be mm-hmm. for climate change. Yeah. And they said – there was an Onion article a couple years ago that said the fate of the climate rests in the hands of the people that take napkins home from takeout. And it's like, is is that, is that, they were like, that, that's kind of true. Um, so. But like, people, people latch on to those things, right? I mean. This whole thing about don't use plastic straws because it kills the sea turtles. Like, how effective has that been? Like, I don't know. California, it has been effective, is my point I'm trying to make, is because it's like something actionable. California doesn't have any straws at all. Starbucks no longer has straws. Well, I, like, does it have an effect on the turtles? Right, but, that, but my point is. <laughs> huh? Probably, maybe. But my point is, is that there are people out there who are like ready to do something and for you tell me hey this is going to save the turtles they're willing to do it okay so reframe reframe climate change as saving all the turtles that's not the point i'm making (laughs) i think that would help though honestly 
Uh, I, I saw on Colbert. Which, for starters, isn't necessarily even a lie, I guess. It's more of just an extension of the truth. Although it's right. more... Yeah, that's it's what I'm sa- saying. That's sad, though, that people care more about saving the turtles than they do about other humans. I wasn't commenting on the the joy or sadness it brings us. Only the efficacy. Anyway, I saw Uncle Bear the other day that uh-huh. uh, he was mocking Trump for saying... He's talking about globalists and how globalists are just people that want the rest of the globe to be better and not care about their own country. He's like, you know, America's on the globe, right? Like, if the globe gets better, America also gets better. And then he's like, in his Trump voice, don't tell me about global warming. Tell me when it's America warming. And I'm like, would that actually make it better? No. What does that even mean? The climate's getting worse in America. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It seems rather surprising that that would work, but I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. I, 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 yeah, who knows. Um, But I, I read an interesting quote from Noam Chomsky, which I guess you don't really have to to preface a Noam Chomsky quote with an interesting quote because, like, everything he says is, like, interesting in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he said that the Republican Party is the most dangerous party, political party in the history of the world. I read that and I was like, are you serious, Noam Chomsky? That, that seems a little overreactive. Uh, but then he said, as the, like, main political entity that's, he would probably say, like, aiding and abetting climate change that makes them the most dangerous political party in the world. And I was like, okay, maybe. Still seems... That's like a bold statement to make, but Noam Chomsky doesn't really have much of a problem with making bold statements, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem... It seems pretty bold. So, America warming. It's happening. I mean, I guess... I guess so. I mean, I get, put it in... That definitely puts it in perspective of something that, like, people are forced to realize as opposed to, like, forced to ignore, maybe? Right. Like, hurricanes. That just happened. Although some people still just ignore them. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, The Gathering Storm, that book that I just read that was way too good about taking weather data off of government websites mm-hmm. uh, that reminded me of yeah, PBS Idea Channel. I'm just hitting all the boxes right now. PBS Good. Idea Channel video that I watched called Is Climate Change uh, Humanity's Greatest Discovery? Talking about how you need to be collecting so much data from all over the world for hundreds of years and you need that stability and infrastructure to be able to do that. Uh, and I was like, ah, that's not a bad case. And that's basically the point of the coming storm. Um, anyway, uh, where I was going with that is he says that the people that are best prepared for storms mm-hmm. and, like, the people that take warnings most seriously are people that have already been hit by storms. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was looking at two towns in Kansas or something and one has a reputation for being hit by tornadoes all the time. And the mm. other one has a reputation for never being hit by tornadoes. So the people in the town that has the reputation for being hit by torma- tornadoes take the warnings a lot more seriously than the people who don't. Uh, so his point is uh, global warming. He has many points, I guess, in this book. Global mm-hmm. warming is a storm that none of us have been hit by. So... Uh, how do, how do we change how we talk about it that people care about the warnings? Right, right. I, I do think that is, like, one of the biggest biggest issues is that, that nobody knows, like, how to talk about it or, like, realizes that it is going to be a problem or it already is. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're not, like, actually, like, yeah, it, it's the whole idea of, like, oh, it's not happening, so I don't need to worry about it. 
and like I don't even really know how to worry about it or what to do because it's never happened before. Yeah, it, it like mostly it's like, oh, this can only take the form of general anxiety. I think I'll pass. Right, right. <laughs> Which is understandable. Uh, but also, like, globally, like, it's a bad for everyone to take that approach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think, too, one thing I was thinking about is, like, like, all people should care about this. So, like, kind of the point that I kind of wanted to make is that, like, yes, like, uh, Christians should care about the climate as well, but like I think all people have at least some reason, unless of course you're just like living there and you don't care about the people that come after you and just are like, okay, I don't care. Um, but I think like you still should people... care about the climate then. Why? Like if I if it, if no, I no, no, literally no, no, no. if I'm so selfish that I just care about me and my life then it doesn't really matter what happens after. Well, I agree. You have no obligation to care for the climate, but I think you should. Okay, well, I think that there there is that case, and it's very rare. But even if you, like, are saying, okay, yeah, I care about people after me, you then should care about the climate. And I think, like, um, you should listen to Ian's sermon, but, like, his yeah, point... It was very good. Yeah, so we'll put the link in there. But, like, his points, he had three points. He said why Christians should care about the environment and care about keeping keeping it well, well-maintained. He says, first point was that God cares about his creation. And so, like, in, in the sense that, like, if we care about, we should, if we love God, we should care about what he cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he cares about caring about his creation, then we should, too. Um, and it's also, like preserving it and conserving it is a way of praising God in that sense. Uh, second point was that we are stewards of his creation. Um, he said our mission is to care for creation um, does not like that does our, our, our mission to care for creation doesn't stop just because of the fall or um, yeah it, it doesn't stop and he, another thing you talked about too is like Christians sometimes get into the trap of like thinking okay we need to just be on mission and talk about saving people, people's souls, I guess, as opposed to, like, talking about the earth, and we're just like, okay, that's secondary, we're all going to die at some point, but what's important is their eternal souls, which gets to his third point, which is that all of creation will one day be redeemed, um, which you were talking about earlier, is, like, there will be a redemption of creation, not just of not just the redemption of believers, but the redemption of all creation um, was his third point. So, yeah, if you have, and it's kind of, it's like short, it's like 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Though I was bummed. Out. My plugin sometimes works on on audio files. It did not work mm. on this audio file. You just have to listen to his nice British voice and In regular speed. time. Ooh. The agony. Mm-hmm. But well, the, I, the sermon right before that one was talking about made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And Dad sent me a link to a Ben Shapiro show, which I listened to. Um, and one thing that I really liked that he said was that man being made in the image of God is like the most important sentence in human history. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the most important sentence in human history, but I do I do agree with his point that it is an important sentence for like the dignity of people um so anyway mhm well any final thoughts on this um i don't want to say be be worried but like be aware. Yeah. I don't think you need to worry because I don't think worry's ever really helpful. I think like being aware and like being looking for opportunities that you can do something or change change your life in in little ways to not aid in the destruction of the planet. 
Yeah, did I did I say I feel like a monster now, speaking of getting rid of plastic straws and lids. Mm-hmm. I always get coffee when I get meals on Clarkson campus, when I get meals on Clarkson campus. And they don't have the coffee lids out because only evil people want lids. Mm-hmm. Or straws. So I have to ask for a lid every time wow. and I'm like, ugh. Why? Yeah. Why has this fate befallen me? I you feel like I'm a link in the clock tower, and the happy mask salesman is there. <sighs> mm, you are the problem. You should just bring a mug. I don't. I don't know if that's cool. I I also walk down a hallway with it. I'm gonna. I you guess could like just say, why are you using a mug? Oh, I'm just trying hands. to save the planet. I guess. What are people gonna say to that? You need to pay for a cup. I doubt it. Well, they do care they a lot could, more like about money. Like, they could say that. They could. But, give us some recommendations while I think about what I'm going to recommend. Okay, great. I have many things to say. Okay. First off, I, I was thinking about it today, and I'm like, I read a lot of books. I, I, I... I saw a YouTube video where it was a guy saying, I tried to read 300 books, no, sorry, 30 books in 30 days. I saw like this video too, six, I didn't watch thou- it, but 6, I saw it. 6,200 pages in 30 days, I'm like, what kind of weak books are you reading <laughs> where you only get to 6,000 pages in 30 <laughs> books? Step it up. I'm, and I, I'm like, man, Words of Radiance is like, 1200 pages and i read that in two days like fight me bro um granted i was on spring break at the time (laughs) because i was very cool in college um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I i spent spring break on the beach you know hanging with people and not spending 16 straight hours reading a book um anyway first first book that I, I finished this week was um, Kafka on the Shore. Okay, I also read a short story called um, In the Penal Colony by Franz Kafka, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll skip that. That was related to this book, Kafka on the Shore. Uh, and it was written by a man called Murakami Mur- Hur- Huraki Murakami. Uh, I, I apologize for that pronunciation. Um, this is a different Japanese guy. It is a different Japanese guy, um, and New York Times said it was one of the top ten books of 2005. And I heard it was a a uh, bizarre metaphysical journey. So I was like, eh, that sounds fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll listen to it. And it was it was fine. I, I th- it it felt like it had really it felt really pretentious to me. And it's like, I want to be the best thing, but I don't know if it was. Like, it wanted to be a coming-of-age novel, whatever that German word is for a coming-of-age novel. I don't know. In classic coming-of-age novel fashion. But it also wanted to be, like, a updated version of Oedipus. Also, shocking. Cho- like, if you're going to update any version of an ancient, like tragedy why oedipus um so yeah and like talking about fate but there's also a another character who soul maybe left his body when he was in a coma and now he can talk to cats and uh, he's opening portals to other worlds and this is all happening while this other character is living a normalish life. Mm-hmm. But his soul also leaves during the night to embody this other guy so he can kill his father. Anyway, it's this very is strange. Very weird. It is. Uh, so I don't. I don't know if I recommend it. I would. I would That's give it fair. like. And and like. Its point is everything is a metaphor, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, uh, I should like I should read this more to like try to get what's going on, but it's like, eh. 
So Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, second book that I read, much better. Um, it was called The End of an Affair by Graham Greene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about the end of an affair. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it's all, it's about like people's love and hate for each other and God, basically. Uh, so it was it was really good. It reminded me a lot of uh, some of the short stories that I've read by Shakuzo Endo. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's not as it's not as like uh, challenging as Silence, but it's like it's in the same vein kind of as Silence, where it's like taking faith seriously and like the 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 edges of it seriously like yeah um yeah like what does it actually mean to believe or not believe in something uh so that was great um would recommend it's very meta too um before being meta was cool um because it's a writer about a writer it's it's he's writing about an author who's talking mm-hmm. about the nature of stories through the story so i like that that's maybe not for everyone though it's fair and then final thing i don't know if i said this i don't think i said this on the podcast but i said to adrian after the podcast or some other time zach was around i said daredevil's coming out this weekend and I'm worried that my weekend is just going to be me watching Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. Uh, oh, I forgot. I read a different book. We're going to talk about this before I talk about Daredevil. Go ahead and do that. I need to let Sam out because she's getting restless. But continue okay. to give I heard your recommendation. Sam I'll be back. In the back. Oh, did you hear? Yeah. yeah, she's upset with me. Okay, so I'm sorry. finish your recommendation. I'll come back. Okay, so the other book that I read was Beasts of No Nation by... Uh, I looked up his name to try to pronounce it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to pronounce it because it would just be an embarrassment to everyone involved. But Beast of No Nation, I didn't know it was a book. I thought it was just a movie. I've seen the movie, which was good, but it was also like brutally violent and child soldier centric. So the book is also that, um, but I I think it's better. Uh, because it, I think it's a better exploration of his past and like talk. It's like who can be redeemed? Like, is he responsible for being forced into child soldierhood? And afterwards, can he live a normal life? Does he deserve to have a normal life? So it's good. Um, Beast of No Nation. Uh, and so. That segues into my final recommendation, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And this, I, I also think that the theme of this is who can be redeemed. Um, and also questioning, like, what does it mean to believe? Um, and, like, can you have faith in loving and hating God? So uh, lots of that in these recommendations. Daredevil season three I thought was much better than season two, maybe better than season one. Uh, the fighting was good. Uh, the theology was better. Mm-hmm. Though people probably wouldn't always say that. Though, by the way, Thor or Tor. Oh, okay, so it, weirdly, you know the book publisher Tor. Yeah. I always pronounce that Thor. But I always pronounce Randall Thor, Randall Tor, because it was his is spelled like Thor, the Greek god, or no, uh, Norse god. Norse god. Because I this always frustrated me. People were like, oh, ha, 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 ha. it's not Randall Tor, it's Randall Thor, and I'm like, why is it pronounced Thor? Tom, who is also Andorian, is spelled T H O M, and it's pronounced Tom. Rand is Andorian. It's spelled T-H-O-R and pronounced Thor. That's that's ridiculous. Anyway, Tor, the publisher, 
their website actually has a lot of great articles about Daredevil. Um, mm-hmm. So I recommend reading those. But do you get their uh, emails? No. No, I was signed up for their emails at one point. Anyway, uh, season three was great of Daredevil. People, there was one summary of it that thought the ending was bad. I think they're wrong. Uh, somebody else said that Daredevil perpetuates the trope of uh, the hero suffering in silence and that perpetuates harmful views of masculinity. And I was like, did you even watch season three? Anyway, I thought it was great. People seem to disagree with me, but most people don't. Which has never stopped me from reviewing or recommending things. So I'm not about to let stop me now. So those are my recommendations. Beast of No Nation, uh, The End of an Affair, and Daredevil. Watch, do, do them all at the same time because the themes just bounce off each other like, like three steel balls connected by uh, springs. Okay. <laughs> I, I did just look up in the glossary yeah. for The Eye of the World, and it does give the pronunciation for Tom as Tom, yep. even though it's T-H-O-M, yep. but it gives the pronunciation for Rand out Thor as Thor, T-H-O-R. And it's stupid. I would understand if they were from different parts of the world, but they're not. But, I mean, what what does the owl part do? Does that change the... No, that just means son of. It's like bar in Hebrew. I, I don't know. I don't make the rules. So, I've, um, I've long time been mad about that. That's, that's understandable. Um, basically... I have just been listening to Toronto and Pilots this week because I'm going to go see them in concert tomorrow. Oh, nice. Um, so that's basically been most of the media I've consumed. I did, the other day, I also listened to um, John Green's other podcast called The Anthropocene Review. There's a chance that I have already recommended this on this podcast. I don't think so. Uh, he just has a short little podcast that he does by himself where he talks about how things have affected the world essentially um so i listened to one where he talks about like Haley's comet um and and then he ranks them on like a five point scale so he ranks like because it's a review show yeah how well they have like impacted and affected the world so he does anything from like super mario kart to um cholera Ooh. Um, uh, but it's how many stars does he give cholera? Because it has one. affected the world, but for bad things. Yeah, he gives it a one star. Okay. The <laughs> highest scary. thing he, Haley's <laughs> comet has been the thing that he has rated the highest. He gave it four and a huh. half stars. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, it although did, there's it, not. It was important for astrophysics. Mm-hmm. It, it's a fascinating show. So you learn a lot about, like, history and, like, random facts about things. And then sometimes he gets, like, super personal. Like, in one story, he told his really deep and personal story when he was talking about Googling strangers. That was what thing he was looking up. And I was like, wow, this story is really deep and sad, and I might just, like, start crying here at my desk at work. Um, that sounds like John like, Green, though. It really was. It really <laughs> I was like, wow, this story is miserable. No wonder, like, anyways, that was terrible. And then, I guess my final recommendation, which, again, is probably going to sound like a cheap recommendation, but um, recent, and I hope I haven't just recommended this recently either, but let me know if I have. Recently, Amazon Prime Music has put, like, all of the Beatles on. um, You did, just last week. Last week I recommended this. <laughs> wow, that's so. This just shows you what oh, no. I think actually, about. Actually, that might have been during Stardew. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. So, it might have been. So, if I say it twice in a row, maybe they'll listen. But like, there are people out there who either a haven't listened to the Beatles or b think that they don't like the Beatles. Um, if you fit into either of those categories, I recommend that you go listen to them because they're pretty good. Okay, awesome. as a member of one of those categories, 
I might. I mean, it's it's not gonna take too much time out of your day. Well, it depends on how hard I'm listening to them. That's I guess that's true. I mean, that's true. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully next week I have some better um, better recommendations. I need to find an audiobook or something to listen to this weekend. Um, I've listened to like I have lots of opinions on books. So yeah, you recommend several of them every week. So yeah, <laughs> not not <laughs> several every week. It's pretty close. Anyways, we're out of time for today. Yeah, by a lot, so... Yeah, we'll see you next week.